I think this is 23, but just in case. Yeah, it's 23. Why don't is you ever just anyway? put the number on the top of the show notes? Of that? You know what? Yeah, that's you're right. I should do that. 23. You're out here playing the guessing game so for the last next 22. Week, <laughs> and yeah. we could have just done that. That's exact innovation, man. That's how it goes, man. I hear like caveman. Yeah. And then like one dude is like, why don't we instead of trying to eat the flame, use it to cook our food? And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what an idea. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. What's up, guys? So, no, I'm <laughs> what's up, guys? <laughs> did you see? Be good with that one. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh, the compilation I put a Juna with his all right, what's up, guys? So, <laughs> yo, yo, you could put that man on closed caption and every video will start to say. <laughs> That's the, oh, man. That's yeah. the, the, the YouTuber <laughs> starter pack right there, man. <laughs> all right, what's up, guys? All right, what's up, guys? So we're all right, what's up, guys? So we are all right, what's up, guys? So all right, what's up, guys? So all right, what's up, guys? So all right, what's up, guys? Welcome back. All right, what's up, guys? So all right, what's up, guys? So we're back. All right, what's up, everybody? So I didn't mean it to do it in a mean spirited way, but as I was doing it, I was like, man, this is actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, but seriously, uh, <laughs> ladies and gents, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 23. My name is Max Plyser. I'm joined as always by Pringle the One. Pringle, my friend, how are you on this fine Saturday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, just last week, we went shopping, uh, me and my girlfriend. And yo, right before we, went, we, were, we were going into Forever 21, and right before we were going in, there was this little kid on the floor, right? Yo, his mom like didn't even care. Like, you know, when you, you, you see those like lazy parenting, like it was perfect example of that. This kid was on the floor, no mask. He, you know what he did, man? He 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 put his fingers and hands on the floor, started rubbing on the floor. He 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 put his finger right in his mouth right afterwards. Like my man, yeah. my man got into the to the ground. He got in the ground in Forever 21, where there's people that go in with some dirty ass shoes in and out. It was gross, man. It was so funny because, like, whenever I see that, I just be like, ugh, nasty. And then, like, my, my girlfriend couldn't even hold it in. But the door, we didn't go into the store yet. We just saw it on the other side of before we hit the door. And she was like, ew. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. That was funny as hell, man. But outside of that, I, I, uh, it, I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Sweet. <laughs> all right, on. Well, I got some good news for you. Obviously, you could see yeah, by our well, first, hey. uh, first show note here. I did the, I crunched the numbers the other day. And FGC Hollywood celebrate 15,000 all-time downloads on audio platforms. So, hooray. Nice, man. Yeah, it's a pretty nice milestone. So, that means that there's, on average, there's about 600 unfortunate souls out there <laughs> every week <laughs> that listen to us. <laughs> they be like, I go to Mac and Pringle for the real stuff. I go to Event House for garbage. Let's mm -hmm. get it. <laughs> yeah. So, they're, they're here with us. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. But I figured we'd start on a lighter note, and now let's downgrade. <laughs> so you and I spoke before the podcast recorded last week because I still didn't know everything was up in the air. But I figured, all right, let's just put it out there, be transparent, because you know we always preach this type of stuff. So why not just put it out there? So um, I got a job offer last, not last week, but the week before that, so two weeks ago. And it's kind of been a process to trying to get onboarded, but finally we're starting to get things that are more concrete 
Now the dates are still up in the air, but I have a range now. So this job is going to probably cut in a lot into my content creating schedule. So I am still playing it by ear, but now I have the date. So I'm going to be traveling a lot, which means I'll be in a hotel. I mean, which is fine because I still can record a podcast. I have a laptop and I have a, a mic. So that shouldn't change except for the availability for both of us, right? I still don't know what my schedule looks like and you have your own schedule. So things are still up in the air. Now I'm supposed to ship out to the East Coast either on March 15th, which is nine days from now or March 22nd, the following week after that. So I still don't know. Now I told you we're going to play it by ear with how we do this podcast. Obviously, I would love to continue it even though I'll be on the road. But you know, with me being on a different time zone and you having a, a schedule that you have to keep up with, it's going to be probably difficult some weeks. So we'll see how it works out. I would like to continue the podcast on a weekly basis. And if we can't, I'm still deliberating. Maybe we should go on hiatus until I have a better schedule or I don't know if I really want to do the podcast on like a monthly schedule or I don't know how it's going to work out. But again, we're playing it by ear. So just kind of want to let everybody know that there could be changes if we do do the show the structure might change a little bit just so i would be able to still put out the same type of quality and edit it the way i want to because that's my biggest priority right like i want the the quality of the podcast to not go down just because i have less time to work on it so if a structure change is needed that's probably my first thing that i would go to but um yeah we'll know more the following week so when I start this whole new travel job, I'll, I'll definitely uh, let everybody know what's going on, whether you're in the Discord or on the YouTube community tab or probably not on Twitter because it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I'll figure to, uh, we'll put it out there on this show. And then when we have more information on what's going on, we'll uh, let you all know. So that's what's happening. But last week we advertised the Street Fighter V Hollywood tournament that is going to be run by Zio, not me. Catch these hands number three. So that's been moved back. Because Zio wanted the Street Fighter V tournament to be shortly before the Strive launch date. We'll talk about it. Obviously, it's in the show notes. But Strive got delayed two months. So instead of, I think the original date was April 4th. Now the tournament for Street Fighter V, Cash These Hands number three, is going to be June 5th, 2021, 8 p.m. Eastern. So it got moved back. So if you are planning on playing Street Fighter V with us, you have even more time to check out the Discord check out the link. I'll post it in the YouTube description of this podcast. And yeah, we're still going to play, we're still going to play Street Fighter V Champion Edition, but it's just been moved back to June 5th. Uh, more tournament announcements is Guilty Gear Destroyed. So this one actually has a prize at the end, not just bragging rights. So this one is hosted by the third seed of the show, Broken Wing and Kojiro, who are both part of FGC Hollywood. And they are hosting Guilty Gear XX Axon Core Plus R on Steam. That's going to happen March 20th, 7 p.m. Eastern. The winner of this tournament wins a copy of Guilty Gear Strive, be it the Ultimate or the Deluxe Edition. Or if you've already pre-ordered the game, you get $100. So that's pretty sweet. Also, alongside that, Kojiro is having an art contest. And the theme is Guilty Gear. So what I'll do is... I'll put down his uh, tweet in the description to show all the rules. He has his Discord. You can ask him all the questions. He's just having that run alongside the Plus R tournament. 
So it's cool. I know first prize gets $100, second place gets $60. The deadline is March 18th. And if you need any more info, anything else, you can either add him on Twitter or check out his Discord and and uh, look at the rules there or talk to him on there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, figured I would prop those guys up because they, uh, they're they a part of FGC Hollywood and they're running their own thing. So shout outs to uh, Broken and, and Kojiro for trying to get people to play Guilty Gear. That's pretty cool. And that leads us to Hollywood Question of the Week. So Pringle, do you follow the FGC Honor Code? And I think there are multiple codes, but I had a couple examples here. So this is not written in stone anywhere, right? But I just found that throughout the years, you kind of have to respect these rules and whoever doesn't is a scumbag and according to the law book of FGC Hollywood. (laughs) The unwritten law book, yo. Yeah. So I have two examples here. One is colors and I'll get to that here in a second, but runbacks is the other one. Runback, if you're playing somebody in ranked, and kind of like Street Fighter 4, for example, where it's one match, mm-hmm. you get kicked, and then you got to come back. If I host a room, you come in, you beat me one game, and then you don't come back for a two out of three, that's a scumbag move. That's, that's the honor. <laughs> I hate so ass. You, <laughs> you come back here, and we finish this, goddammit. <laughs> so that's an unwritten rule, in my opinion. The other part is colors. So a lot of these anime games, because they don't have costumes, Blaze Blue, Persona, whatever, they have colors, different palettes. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times I would mirror match people and whatever, two out of three, three out of five. I think there is an unspoken rule, although I don't see a lot of people really honor it. Mm -hmm. If I beat your ass in a mirror match, you're not allowed to use my color whenever we play (laughs) ever. That's my color now, because that's my character. Until Yo, you beat my me. Red. <laughs> <laughs> you give me back my crayon motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's confusing. That's the problem though. If you pick someone's color, if they're using it already and you try to use their color, some games won't let you do that. I think in Persona, what it does is that it gives you a darker character, right? It, no, so if you both pick the same color, I forget mm. what the criteria is. I think whoever picked the color first. The other oh, okay. person gets set to default. I'm not about that because I used to play another Labras player who picked my color, color 22, which was the white color. Yeah. And I love that color. It's the best color in the game. And he would pick it first. I beat his ass because I was like probably the second best Labras player on Xbox Live 2013. Shout out to Xbox Live. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would I beat his ass and he refused to change his color. And then I would get stuck in default. I'm like, this is some honorable bull, some dishonorable <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Yo, that's funny as hell. I don't really care about colors, but like, I know what you're getting at because it's like, if you, especially if you told them, it was like, hey man, you got to use another color. That's my color, man. Well, I didn't tell them, <laughs> but it, I just think, you know, come on, like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna lose a set and then still be able to rep the color that I rep? I mean, come on, like, yo, maybe you don't you didn't really know, but. <laughs> You didn't really even know about that. That see, that's the thing though. These are unwritten rules. How are you supposed to? How are you gonna be like, yo, man? It's part of the rule book. Well, rule, 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 man. I know that one's a little more nah, niche. I, yeah, for real though. I, I I do feel the color one though because in Skullgirls, people be like, yo, man, color ten. That's actually a thing in Skullgirls. Like, like, yo, that's my color, man. That's the JoJo color. That's my color. You don't pick 
the JoJo color. People mm -hmm. have a lot of things with their color. I actually got used to, I always pick yellow. I tend to pick yellow because it's my favorite color. But nowadays, I pick like random ass colors when I play fighting games. I will say, though, some games and particularly some of the art games, their color coordination is disgusting. Like, I've never seen such gross looking colors on some of those Blaze Blue characters. Like, they'll have like gold yellow. Ugh, disgusting. All the whole characters just yellow. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who makes those color coordinations, but they're horrible. One well, thing I, I like think about that's Skull the cool part about it is because yeah. you make somebody hold a different ugly ass color to not touch <laughs> your color if you lose if they lose to you. <laughs> that should be like a uh, a uh, a self aware thing in fighting games. Like in the games, that would be dope. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? <laughs> and uh, for runbacks, so what's funny is I was talking to my buddy uh, Nightshing and. Yo, we talk about MMOs all day, man. I got I got something I want to mention too about MMOs and stuff, but like um I was he was talking to me about like how he's gotten a Street Fighter fight and he's like, man, this ain't it, man. <laughs> and then, like he's not too into it, but he's getting into it. And I was like, Yeah, man, I don't really like Street Fighter Five because uh, there's a lot of problems with it and, and stuff like that. And then he mentioned, man, you know one thing I don't like about it is that fact that people do it a lot in rank. They they want and done you, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, no lie, I kind of don't like that. I don't like it because it takes it takes a long time to find someone with good connection. So you find someone with good connection, and then you have a pretty decent match, and then he just leaves. And then you see him again. You somehow get paired up with his ass again, and he leaves. And he's doing it every single time. I think the only caveat to that is you can do a one and done if the connection is atrocious. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just not suffer. Let's just call it whatever, and then we'll go play somebody who can actually hold a connection. But... If the connection is decent or good, you owe the other person, win or lose, another game. That's just yeah, how it is. That's and if it's 1-1, one, one, come back for the third, you scumbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, so people will leave after that too. And that's like, a, it, it's a part of like, so if you play offline, it's weird if you do that. Like when you play someone offline, you're going to play a couple of games. You just mm -hmm. are. You aren't going to like just play someone once and then bounce. And you know, you just made me think of another thing. How do you feel about we never talked about this i guess 22 episodes we never talk about it how you feel about like taunting and teabagging now i don't care at all in fact i've done it to numerous people like teabagging but the reason why i don't taunt is because i just forget that even exists sometimes mm -hmm. but how do you feel about that i know some people get super angry like when i started playing i used to oh yo your boy i yelled i yelled i definitely yeeted some gamecube controllers back in my day <laughs> so like it, it was somebody was gonna get it it was the wall the window not me something in Abnett was gonna get it so so how you feel about that man with strangers i won't do it unless mm. they do it first and then i'll reciprocate i'm like all right so this guy he's this is how he plays so i feel more comfortable doing it back with with friends, I'll do it a lot because it's, <laughs> it's more lighthearted. Especially if my character has a really funny taunt, I'll I'll do that. Another thing is like in Tekken, for example, you can hit the body after it's already dead, right? Unless they do yeah, the little thing. Yeah. So a lot of times, if I'm playing just strangers, I won't do anything because. I don't know. I don't feel it's necessary. Some people just like to keep warm. That's why they do it. So they keep doing more moves so they don't get cold. But mm -hmm. with friends, uh, yeah, it's a little more comfortable because it's a little more lighthearted. So I will do it. But with strangers, unless they do it first, I won't 
I won't start the taunt or like the, but I don't mind it at all. Like if you want to hit my dead body, if you want to taunt, you want to teabag. I mean, hey, you do you. This, this, this is a, this is fighting games. Like, <laughs> what am I gonna complain? <laughs> yeah, Yo, I always hit the body, man. I didn't even know. That. I just, I was like, yeah, I dropped my foot on his ass. <laughs> but it, it makes me think, though. Now, do you do that in competition? How about competition? Would you do that in competition? No. So oh, I don't. Okay. I won't. Mostly because I don't feel that it adds anything to to my game. But then again, I've never had like a rival offline. I've had rivals mm-hmm. online, but offline I've never because I don't compete that much. I go to like maybe at most two tournaments, two major tournaments a year. So I I haven't I'm not one of these guys who is out on the circuit for every tournament. So I haven't developed rivals really. But maybe if I had like a rival offline, I would see them and we would develop some sort of back and forth then yeah it would be something cool to do and that'd be nice but no for the most part i just play strangers so i just treat it like just a regular match but if they want to do it i mean i'm cool with that like it's you know it's fighting games you do what you want to do like doesn't matter to me i agree man i don't i don't really do it either like i just don't care enough i don't even that's not even like in my thought process when i'm playing i'm usually just trying to body them so like Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact people have done that to me, and it's like they think it get, it works, but then they they end up like what I what I feel like happens sometimes is that they they feel themselves so much that they let the, they let their head get big, and then that's like all right, free, like you know, you just you just got opened up. Yeah. All right. So now we can move on to previous podcast corrections. Hey there, ladies and gents, post-edit Mac here. So as I'm editing this podcast, I just noticed that a teaser trailer for Granbu Fantasy Versus just came out for the fifth character in the second season pass of Granbu Fantasy, the gun character Eustace. And while there was not a lot of information in the teaser itself, we did get to see his gameplay entrance, as well as the note at the end of the trailer saying that Eustace will be coming late April with the next trailer scheduled for April 15th. Anyway, that's it. Back to the show. So we got two here, but they're for the same one. So Skullgirls, last week we spent all that time talking about the season pass and Annie and all that. So Skullgirls is uh, not free. So I thought it was free to to try Annie and the endless beta. That's not the case. So you need to purchase her in order to try her out in the endless beta, which by the way, they, they got rid of the endless beta. Now when you launch Skullgirls, you can right-click it and launch it as a beta mode or launch it as the actual game. And that's how you get into like the little beta mode that they have. So it's not two separate launchers anymore. Now, I went over to the the patch notes or whatever. And the reason why Annie is not free to try, unlike Second Encore and Eliza, is because the season pass wasn't crowdfunded. So mm-hmm. you have to pay the $10 for Annie if you want to try her in the beta. And then that will move over to the actual version when she's actually out towards the end of March. Uh, more Skullgirl stuff is uh, Future Club. So they're going to collaborate with Hidden Variable and Autumn Games moving forward on the development of Annie and future season pass characters and content for Skullgirls. Remember when we were talking about who's going to draw these characters, who's going to animate these characters? Mm-hmm. Now we know. Basically the same people at Lab Zero are going to do so only now they're at Future Club. Now, have you played Skullgirl since the patch? Nah, I ain't really had a chance, man. I, I've seen most of the gameplay. I, I don't know. Is, is, is this the time where I guess we could talk about it? Yeah, I guess so. So uh, one problem I have, and 
if they don't fix that, I, I don't even think I want to play the game no more. <laughs> they they took out Cerebella's instant overhead and they made it a mid. The one that is my favorite button in all the fighting games, man. I think it's the one where she jumps and she just claps your ass. Oh yeah, like the giant ass. You can hear it. You can feel it. I could put pictures on the screen and you could hear it without seeing it. You you the big ass giant clap. That's an overhead and they took it away. And they made it a mid, and I'm like, bruh, in my head, I'm like, it's it's a grappler. If you block low after the low, what you going to do? You just going to up back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you up back, and then you're not going like, you're not gonna get grabbed unless they go for like the, uh, the, the anti-air grab type of situation. So it's like, I mean, uh, I, I can't believe they, they, they did that. I hope they change that back, but I don't, I feel like they might not, but that really did ruin it for me personally but i will say that it's pretty cool that a game is getting new content of course i think that's pretty amazing when an eight-year-old game is getting content especially like schoolgirls because i didn't expect it to you know well actually to be honest by the before mike z left and all that got kicked out whatever i don't know what you want to call it mm-hmm. but before he was gone right he was actually working on the game and the game was getting small little bug fixes and changes so i think Ideally, it was going to get the changes it needed um, sooner or later. Well, it's funny you bring that up because that's a great segue to what I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I played Skullgirls last night with the the Fallen in Discord. And Mm -hmm. we played a few matches. Obviously, I started with Peacock and then I went on to play other characters. You know, obviously, I picked Band, just did Symbols Mm -hmm. and Brass Knuckle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I noticed more so... Then I don't have a lot of hours in Skullgirls. Like I have maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, eight all time. Like I don't play that game very often. Only when people mm-hmm. want to play with me, I'll play like very casually. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember any time I've played the game other than last night where I noticed bugs. I was like, ooh, that was a weird transition with the stage. Ooh, Eliza moved oh, kind of strange yeah. there. There were noticeable things that I was like, and I forget something happened last night as well that was super buggy. And I remember both uh, Fallen and I were called it out. It was like, yo, where's Mike Z at? <laughs> I don't remember shit like that happening before. Was it like a, a super flash? I think I that there's like, like when you do a super, there's like a new flash that they're implementing. It was something weird that happened where he's playing Squiggly and I'm playing Peacock. And I teleported behind him and... He hit me with the what's that thing called? The she throws the whip or whatever. Uh the uh I don't even know. Um uh, yeah, I call it the get over here when I don't remember the name. Yeah. So, and, get over here. <laughs> so anyway, I, I teleported behind her and she's on recovery of the whip, and all of a sudden she grabs me in front. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Looking like Kasoga out here, bro. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that was a really weird thing. And that was the biggest one that I remember happening. But I don't know, yeah. maybe that maybe that was the timing of my teleport. Then I don't know what happened. But I remember there were multiple things. We were playing different characters. And there was multiple instances where I was like, ooh, the game is a little buggy right now. And mm-hmm. remember you and I talked. We were like, think what you want about Mike Z. But there's a reason why that game is so smooth. And now we're we're seeing early glimpses of... Then again, this is their first patch since he left or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Early glimpses of post 
Mike Z Skullgirls without him running the ship over there, and already I'm just like, ugh, it's yeah, no man, I don't know, man. That's why I, like that's why I, I wanted you to play it so you could kind of yeah, I, I I didn't want to play it before, but it's stuff just I got so busy and stuff, but mm-hmm. like yeah, no, nah, um, I definitely you know I have that suspicion, man, and it's hard to take it away, man. It's like it's like George Lucas, man. You know, look at what happened when he's not creating his Star Wars anymore. You know, yeah. <laughs> like. You know, sometimes you know when the when the, uh, the captain isn't around, man. The ship, the crewmates gotta run the ship, and sometimes you know it's it's different. It's very very different. No matter how you want to flip it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting to keep an eye out on that game to see because I think there's gonna be a lot of changes with that game, mm-hmm. both from the balance perspective and just the way the game operates. With if if you do see more bugs, we're gonna see yeah. a lot of changes after this whole this this post Mike Z era of Skullgirls that mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how big of an impact they make because whatever you want to think about Mike Z when he, you know, was working on that game, it was pretty damn good. So I think it may end up being pretty different. And I don't know if like, here's, here's the caveat, Mac, if they change Philia in a way that it makes some things like if they change her in a way that, it, it like it takes away some things from her. I'm gonna be like, oh no, <laughs> like oh no, not this. <laughs> Damn. And you know, you coming over to ponies? Yeah, I'm going over to ponies. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna slowly transition to ponies. Then. Right on. Okay, fighting game news. We have technically two items here, but one of them is also related to topic of the week. So it's really just KOF. So I titled this "Leave Andy Alone." My boy Andy. Everybody giving him a hard time. trailer i was like come on it don't look that bad anyway on march 3rd 2021 the king of fighters 15 returned to a normal schedule with regards to its weekly character release trailers this time featuring fatal fury's own andy bogart andy is shown to have his patented long hair quick elbow strikes and even his usual banter with his girlfriend mai shiranai in the trailer it is presumed that the completion of team fatal fury with the face of the franchise terry bogart will come next week. However, there was no text at the end of the trailer indicating if another trailer is scheduled for next week. So I put a couple things here. That was weird. So they they had like a the screen where like it normally has the text be like come back next week for more details or whatever. Mm-hmm. They they kept that shot that shot for like a few seconds, but there was no text. So I think either that's a mistake or if they did it intentionally and there is no trailer next week, I guess we'll have to see next wednesday but the trailer was okay i watched the trailer a couple times it wasn't their best trailer it's not as good as the previous ones like mm-hmm. yori kyo joe it, it wasn't as good as that one but it was ne- wasn't nearly as bad as shunei's but it was definitely a bit of a step back i don't know if you saw that trailer but too many cuts in my opinion too many weird jarring cuts not as bad as shunei mm-hmm. but too many for my liking yeah, I uh, I saw it, and yeah, you're right, man. I mean, I was like, oh, Andy, but then like, yeah, you, they did cut a lot of things. I felt like I didn't even see gameplay. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, forty seconds. I was like, where is the gameplay is there, but where is it? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it was an oddly cut trailer. It was definitely a step back for them. But everybody making fun of him because so I saw a few complaints. One being, uh, he has a different voice actor now, which. You know, that's to each their own, whatever, if you don't like the new voice actor. They're saying the the new voice actor doesn't have as much energy for what Andy needs. So 
Maybe they'll redo the voice lines. I don't know. The other complaint was that his uh, super animations are the same exact thing as 14. So everybody was hoping it would be something <laughs> different. But it's literally the same thing, copy-paste, almost just in a different art style, different uh, character or character model. And mm-hmm. people were making fun of his hair. I think his hair looks great. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> people, yo, but wait, I saw, I saw one where it was like, it showed Ken right next to it. Yeah, like, and from Street Fighter Five and Terry, and I'm like, yo, my man's head looks loads better than Terry right here, man. Ken look like he got bananas in his hair, man. Leave that man Andy alone. And he's yeah. looking like he's maybe it's Maybelline, yo, yo. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, I thought like for the art style, his hair looks fine. So I'm again, I'm I say this every week when we talk about these trailers. I'm in the minority where I like the art style a lot. I like how the game looks. The animations look a little funky, but what 3D King of Fighters doesn't look funky? Like it, it's always like this. <laughs> well, Sam Show looked pretty good, though. I think I think they yeah. got their animations pretty well, man. I, feel, I, I just wonder why didn't they just take whatever the hell Sam Show had and just p- toss it in KOF, man? Who cares? Yeah, they probably just want to be a little different to separate mm-hmm. away from that franchise. But mm-hmm. I I still think they'll they'll keep working on this game and. For all you know, these trailers that we're seeing, they're, they could be outdated and Andy doesn't look like that with what they're working in now. These could be backlog trailers that we're watching. So, I, I, I feel that I'm seeing it and I do like the, the graphics of the game, but then at the same time, I understand everybody making fun of it. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? yeah. it's, it's a weird one. And I want to say, uh, just to piggyback off what you said, yeah, man. I mean, Street Fighter V had a beta, and it looked horrible. And then the game released, and the game released lo- looking loads better. Which, I mean, it still got its ugliness here and there, but it looked loads better than the beta, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, TBD with this game. We don't even have a release date, so I think... And for all you know, it could get delayed, too, so... I don't know. Yeah. I like I like the game where it's at now, but yeah, this was definitely a weaker trailer. We'll see if Terry shows up next week to finish up... Uh, that Fatal Fury team with Joe and Andy. We'll see how he looks. But uh, yeah, they they never... I went on their Twitter as well. They didn't say anything about the no text for next week. So I don't know. But then again, SNK is not very good with social media. So Yeah. They're, they're, dude, I, I think about it. I'm like, man, I feel like SNK reminds me of just some indie-ass studio dudes just making things they want to make. That's what it, mean, that's what it feels like to me sometimes, man. Fighting game PR, my friend. It's one of the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. It is pretty bad. Speaking of fighting game PR, ooh, I love this one. Color me surprised, Arxis. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on March 3rd, 2021, Arc System Works announced via their official Twitter page that the upcoming fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive, is going to be delayed and pushed back two months. And ah! I read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. In a red image featuring the Guilty Gear logo, the text reads as such. Dear customers, we have made the tough decision to move the release date of Guilty Gear Strive previously planned for April 9th, 2021 to June 11th, 2021. Since we have received valuable feedback after the recent open beta test, we would like to make the most of this opportunity to provide the best beta, or rather the best game possible. Does a Freudian slip right there. Uh, we need extra time to polish some aspects of the game, such as the online lobbies and the server stability. We believe it is best to use the extra time to improve the game's quality and provide a better experience to all players. 
Thank you for your patience and understanding. Guilty Gear Strive development team. So Zeno on Patreon, he had one question and he put it on Discord, on YouTube, and of course on <laughs> Patreon. And it just screams out, why? Because <laughs> uh, he really wanted this game to come out. It was like one of his favorite oh, games man. after the beta. So he's yep. sad. Now, before we get to these two questions here, because most of these are, I believe, will be answered with the topic of the week. But I have a small note here. What goes around comes around, my friend. <laughs> Do you remember episode eight? Yep. <laughs> Yep, Do you I remember? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Do you remember when Cyberpunk put out that yellow image saying, "Dear customers, <laughs> we are delaying our game for the eighth time in a row," and then Arxis on Twitter a couple hours later put out a meme tweet because they love shit posting over there on the Arxis Twitter, and they put out that tweet saying. Dear fans of Guilty Gear, today we decided to put the Guilty Gear logo on a yellow background, basically taking a jab at CD Projekt Red. Now, this was even before Cyberpunk 2077 turned out to be a complete shit show. This was the game wasn't even out yet. And I said, you can check the tapes, episode eight, the one where I rant about VTubers and Arxis. I said, could you imagine if they delay Guilty Gear Strive again? Oh my god, the shit I will give Arxis. Well, here it is. First of all, I don't even care that much. I'll keep it classy. It's just funny. It's karma. Like, mm-hmm. come on. It, this is karma. It has written all over it. You mm-hmm. made fun of somebody for delaying their game. By the way, this is Arxis' uh, second delay for Guilty Gear Strive. It's supposed to come out in 2020. We didn't have a date. We just had a release window of 2020. Then they pushed it back to 2021. COVID reasons, but still a delay is a delay. Here we are post-beta, delaying two months. So I just think it's funny for, like, and this should be a lesson, to be honest, for all these social media representatives of these companies. You better check yourself. Like, you shouldn't do shit like that because now you are you look stupid. Because if you go on their post now on their Twitter, you go look at the replies, and every single reply is the screenshot of them memeing CD Projekt Red and, like, the tagline is like, this you? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> It's really funny. Man, dude, I'm seeing it right now. You're right. The yellow background was for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what goes, goes around comes around, my friend. So Ark says, hopefully you learned your lesson. Now, I have a couple questions here regarding to this announcement. It could be really just yes or no, because most of these answers will be read during the topic of the week. So mm-hmm. did you want or think they should delay the game after you play the beta? Hell yeah, man. They should definitely delay that game. I told you it was incomplete. What like yo, man, oh, but okay, boomer. I'm the boomer. All right. Let me let me not be you know they killed Jesus for telling the truth. He knew everything. He wanted to help everybody. But you know they killed him, right? Made him a martyr. Hell yeah, man. Like seriously, dude. I played the game. I was like, this game, it just doesn't feel complete. That I feel like they should cook it more. Like it it needs I wouldn't like it needs time man it needs some time and it's funny that like i I just knew it when i played i was like yo it's like you just played like it's how you were saying that you played the scovers beta and you're like it's definitely what it felt like when i played strive man i am glad they are delaying it though yeah so i'll be honest with you i did not think they should delay the game 
because I, in my head, and I was wrong, and you'll see why I was wrong when we read Topic of the Week, but in my head, I was like, I think this is the direction they want for the game. I, mm-hmm. That's how I took it. I was like, they want the game to be like this, so there's no reason to really delay the game because I thought they would have enough time to just fix the lobby without mm-hmm. delaying it. That was the only thing I thought they, they had their big issue with, just fix the lobby and don't make me stare at the R code for 17 minutes. <laughs> so I was wrong on that. You'll figure out here in a bit. The second follow-up question is uh, two months. Do you think two months is enough time for this delay? Nah, man, not really. I don't know. From what I saw, man, they should... I, like So like this, I guess this is what sucks about being like forced into a business model. You have to put a date sooner or later, especially if you keep delaying it. I wish they would just delay it and just release it when they felt like it was like ready, like like a week before. They're like, they got the button. All they got to do is press the button. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish that was like that, but it's not. So it's like they they have these, they put out two months, but that's like a small extension from what they already had. They only had like, what, a month. So it's like what, basically like an extra month. I remember I watched Majin Obama talking about delaying striving. <laughs> Dude, that video was funny because he was like, I'm not going to say I told you so. But I'm just gonna look at the camera and smile, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's how I feel like right now, man. But I'm not gonna say that right now. But he, he wants eight say, months. Yeah, he said eight months. Like a part of me is like, hey, I feel like they should take as much time as they need to make a good product. Like that, that's that that damn uh, was it Miyamoto or Sak- It was Miyamoto that always said it is bad. A rush game will always be bad, but a, a delayed game will be a lot better. Something along the lines of that, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's a I rushed wish... game is bad forever. A delayed game yeah. is eventually good. Yeah, exactly. And I like, but at the same time, to that caveat though, I will say that just because you delay the game, don't mean it will be better. It could be just as ass. Look at the Last Guardian. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last Guardian, freaking uh, Cyberpunk with all the issues. I don't know if you ever heard of this. Uh, it was a Duke Nukem game a long time ago. Oh yeah, out, delayed for goddamn ever, and then it came out and it was just like it was bad. Like it was just not good. So Final like, Fantasy 15 too, right? Or was at oh, the time man. it was versus 13, right? Oh yeah, that that the game Kingdom Hearts 3, that game got mm-hmm. delayed and it wasn't that good and stuff like that. People liked it, but it wasn't that it wasn't better than the other game. In fact, it was so much shorter than all the other Kingdom Hearts games. I I wish that you could just tell a company like but you can't do it because of business and PR and a model, but I wish you could just be like, "Yo, man, take as much time as you guys feel is comfortable and then release the game." That's what I wish I could have because then I know for a fact I'll get a good game. But when I played that game, it didn't feel complete. The only company in gaming, I believe, that is allowed to say we'll take as much time that we need and we'll put out a game whenever we want is Rockstar because they print money over there. Like they don't have to worry about (laughs) resources. Arxis can't do that. They have to eventually sell the game to make money. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to answer the second question as part of the third question I'm going to ask you later, realistically, what what do you think this two months delay accomplishes? Um, some bug fixes, uh, some really necessary bug fixes, like probably the ones in the lobby. Like lobby, lobby's going to be straight booty butt cheeks. Uh, to me personally, even if they fix the problems in it, I, I even thought about a couple of things that the game that that it's missing. Like you can't really see spe- like spectator mode isn't like if it's there, I can't find it. And that's a problem. So, like, <laughs> so like the way the the lobby is, I think they're probably just gonna keep that lobby system and just try to make it more efficient. But it already is not efficient. It's pretty like gross looking, a big ass news tab, and just ugh, all these other nece- unnecessary stuff. But I think they're just gonna like 
fix the kind of like the glaring issues that are hard to ignore, like the infinites, the bugs here and there, game some gameplay bugs. I don't think much of the gameplay is going to change. It's going to be some gameplay bugs and probably the lobby that they'll manage to change, especially the R code situation. Mm-hmm. I so, think that's really it, man. Yeah, and I agree with you. The reason why I asked you that is because I started looking at Twitter and some of the people in the community were saying, hey, you know, this is good. Maybe they'll add this. Maybe they'll fix this. There was a lot of wishful thinking, it looked like, of what they were going to do. And so this follows up to the second question, is two months being pushed back enough time? So when I worked as a freelancer, uh, like a gaming journalist, when I used to take all those freelance jobs for websites, uh, I I got tutored on how the video game industry works and Hmm. i don't know if it's still the thing if it's still the same way as it ran back in 2012 and 2013 i can only assume it's the same in 2021 but maybe it's a little different now but at least in 2013 and 2012 i was told that games that are published on mostly consoles like on pc the process is a little different but If you're putting it on a first-party manufacturer like Sony or Microsoft, especially Nintendo, but let's just focus on those two. This time being the case in Sony, the game has to go gold. And in order for it to go gold, the game has to be complete and on disc so you can send it to Sony and they verify the game to make sure that it's right to put on the console. Mm. So we're talking about this on March 6th, 2021. The game is planned out to come out on June 11th, 2021. That means on May 11th, they have to go gold and Sony has to have a copy of this game. So realistically, they then buy themselves a whole two months. They bought themselves like three weeks. Mm. Damn, that's true, man. When you think about it, it's basically going through other levels and they have to. That makes it worse, though. (laughs) That means the game was already gold today. Remember, because Mm -hmm. it's supposed to come out pre-order a month from now, according to the previous release date like april 6th was when everybody's supposed to get it early yeah so so it was gold today but obviously not so they had to delay it and i think the delay is really just quality control there's just Mm -hmm. way too big issues that they have to fix because if that game comes out the way it is now it would oh man people would refund that thing immediately so this is why i kind of wanted to if anybody's listening to this who's still excited for strive I do believe that they'll do their best to fix the lobby and the stability, but I think that's all they'll do. I don't think that the lobby fixes are going to be extreme. I think it'll be the same lobby, same format, swords and all that, but you'll get more stability. The one thing I do believe that they'll fix is opening the R code and getting stuck for a long time. I think that'll go away. Yeah, that's probably emergency patch right there. Yeah. But everything else, because of the fact that you have to send a certification a month, 30 days before the game is out, and you have to send it out to the manufacturer, this time being Sony, I don't see anything drastic getting fixed here. In fact, this game is going to have to live on cloud updates with, I don't, I don't think it'll have a day one patch, but this, this game is going to get, if, if, if the release date is true, June 11th, this game is going to get worked on over and over and over again with updates through the cloud which most games are like that anyway but you know you and obama are like hey i think this game should come out eight months from now that would realistically give them a lot more time to fix the Mm -hmm. stuff in studio in house so we don't have to deal with all these patches that are i can tell you they're already incoming 
but they you know they don't have the resources for that i don't think they do i think mm-hmm. they have to put the game out so they can yeah. make some money and then everything else but it's it's march 6 right now i guarantee you they already have a blueprint or a plan for what's going to be in some of those patches that are come going to come through after the game is out because mm-hmm. they just don't have enough time yeah so like i and i was thinking that too i was like i don't think they're going to change much of the things people don't like they're going to change the things that are really glaring issues to the general consumer we'll uh we'll get a couple answers here towards the later half of the topic of the week but this uh this topic of the week came on again march 4th so this was later in the day during the new game plus expo 2021 showcase which i didn't even know was a thing until it became a thing now this thing was like a seven hour stream with arxis closing the show mm-hmm. and it was actually pretty good. I watched the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but I watched the Arxis part. And uh, it was a short Q&A section featuring the development director, Akira Katano, about the upcoming fighting game Guilty Gear Strive and as well general Arxis questions or plans. So a uh, little note here. So it was a question-answer format through a translator. Now... Because the translator was taking notes while Katano was talking, what I did was I just decided to paraphrase. And I, I'm, this is not direct quotes, but this is for the most part what you get with these answers. So mm. mind you that this is me paraphrasing somebody speaking in English after trying to translate somebody speaking in Japanese. So there could be some telephone game here going on. But for the most part, I think we'll get what we want out of this thing. The first question, and by the way, all these questions that the host asks, they're solicited by the audience. So it's not the host asking these. He got these from the community himself. The first question reads as such, quote, how do you think the development of ARC's own netcode solution for Strive and its fantastic reception will affect other ARC-developed fighting games? Katano's response, again, paraphrase, I know there have been a lot of requests for other Arc System Work games to implement rollback netcode follow, uh, and follow the Guilty Gear Strive and Guilty Gear Plus R success. And we're exploring these possibilities right now. And while I can't go into any specifics at the moment, we are looking at the feedback from the community to better determine which games we should target with regards to rollback implementation. Katano also added that... At this time, we are not sure if we are going to apply the Guilty Gear Strive netcode to these games or explore other middleware solutions that have been developed by other people like GGPO. So that is so that is going to depend on what the game requires. And we are still looking into all of that. So that's pretty cool that they are looking at older games. Obviously, you had Team French Caliburst have their own little passion project and eventually get support by Arxis for the Plus R netcode update. Strive has worked really well. Thank God for Zynac. Now it seems like they're going to the community to be like, which games would you like to see get rollback netcode? But they're taking a case-by-case basis. So we have a question here from also called A-Rod on YouTube. And he asks, which Arxis game do you want rollback? And since they seem to be looking into putting into older titles. Now, think very carefully here, Pringle, because I believe... There's only like two candidates here, really. Realistically, I think there's two candidates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But for you, who do you if you if you could be the magic uh developer there to pick which game gets rollback? 
Bro, I'm not gonna lie. I had to Google Arc System games because I was like, <laughs> "What? Like, what is there outside of Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue? Really? What are you gonna go Chaos Code? No. <laughs> Guilty Gear XX? No. Like, every Blaze Blue is just pretty much the iteration of the last one, so they're just sequels. And then if you think of Guilty Gears, I mean, you don't really have to go that back. You got Action Core already. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know what else they got outside of that, man. That's old, and I'd want to play it. So. There has been a lot of discussion with this this with this whole when the when the stream came out and and Katano said that everybody in the FGC who plays these games was just like, hey, this should get netcode, this should get rollback. Uh, I got a couple points here. One, he's saying I don't know if we should implement the Strive beta or GGPO or rather the Strive netcode or GGPO. Mm-hmm. I personally don't really find a difference between the two. I think they're both superb, so I would take either. If, if it's, it's easier doing it with GGPO, do GGPO. I don't see a problem with it. The other part is that let's take a look at some of these premier games that are developed by Arxis. Dragon Ball Fighters, shit net code, developed by Arxis, but published by Bandai Namco. Therefore, not a priority for Arxis themselves. Unless Bandai Namco wants to pay for this. You got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, developed by Arxis, published by Psy Games, shit net code, but... Same thing. Why would why would Arxis take upon this project if they're not getting paid <laughs> by side games? Then you got French Bread with um, what do you call that? Undernight. It's developed by French Bread, but published by Arxis, I believe. So that's not that's gonna have to be Kimone's thing. He's gonna have to put Netcode on it in his own game. So those games, in my opinion, are out. Now you have Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, a dead game. The best Arxis game ever made, but dead. And stuck on console, stuck on a 1.1 version when the 2.0 is stuck in arcades. Atlas doesn't give a shit. It's not Persona. There's no way. Doesn't even have a port to PC. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, there's only two games that could be a candidate. One is Blaze Blue Central Fiction. The reason why I say Central Fiction is because it looks like Dark War is going to be the Blaze Blue now, and that's a mobile game. So the last iteration of Blaze Blue is Central Fiction. I think it's one of the weaker Blaze Blues, to be honest. I personally like Chrono Phantasma more, even though a lot of people say Continuum Shift is the best one. But Central Fiction came out the latest out of those. And Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is a dying game, and nobody cares about it. Also, it's really bad. So why would you put netcode in that? So I think it's either Central Fiction, because of the fact that it's the latest Blaze Blue, or it's Rev 2. Because yeah, it's the latest Guilty Gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking Rev 2, yeah, too, man. I was like, yeah, I mean, I could, that'd be great if they had good Neko, too. Yeah. So all these people bringing up different Arxis games, I don't see a, yeah, I don't see that happening. I really, mm-hmm. realistically, I see those two games being the two candidates. So when he yeah. said, please suggest this game, he's like, word? <laughs> okay. Dude, you know, you just, and you remind me, that's why I was going through the list and I was like, what What do we really have outside of like Central Fiction and Guilty Gear Rev 2 that they've kind of worked on when I think about it? <laughs> and I'm like, well, a lot of these other games like Persona 4 would be Atlas. So and if mm-hmm. Atlas ain't down with it, Atlas probably could do it themselves. But they're like, nah, we don't want to. So it's like. Yeah. And Bandai Namco will just make Dragon Ball Fighters 2. Why would they put mm-hmm. Netcode in the old one? They'll just make a new one with Netcode, with Rollback yeah. rather probably will make a new one too sooner or later with all that mm-hmm. damn money they got and french bread is so poverty they're just trying to figure out <laughs> what's yeah, going on man. there 
just one guy with a with a pop tart ass laptop. <laughs> I'm the head, the, the, the developer. <laughs> yeah, poor poor Kimone with his VTuber model crying every right. night on stream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the second question reads as such: Will there be optimization to the lobby by the time of release? The lobby itself isn't inherently bad, but right now it is very slow, clunky, and buggy. This question was really funny to listen to because it's coming from the community read by the host. And as it's being translated, you could see Katana was like, okay, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so he was ragging on the lobby, the person that was asking this. Uh, Katano's response says, so he said, as you all know, we have made the decision to delay Guilty Gears Drive after the feedback from the community. It made us look closer at certain aspects of the game that were identified as concerns by the people who participated in the beta. And alongside the server issues being one of the main reasons for the delay, we are looking at perhaps having another open beta prior to release. And with that, we may also take action to improving the lobby experience. Katano also added, we are also aware that one concern from the feedback was the tempo of the matches wasn't quite up to par, and that was a combination of certain bugs occurring during match, as well as the game's overall match pacing and flow. So we are looking into ways of improving that as well. Lastly, he says, we're also collecting data from the surveys the community has filled in, and we are looking to continue to improve the overall experience of Guilty Gear Strive following the feedback, so please be patient with us as we work towards this goal. A lot to unpack there. But let's just focus on the lobbies for now. So it seems like, the, or not seems, he practically confirmed it. The reason why they're delaying is because I don't think they anticipated the amount of survey issues that they were going to have. But the lobby was like a thing that, I don't know how it caught them by surprise, because the first beta, everybody hated the lobby. Yeah. So the second beta was just a further confirmation. that was like, hey, by the way, we still hate the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think it's also what I think it might be the fact that like before they were on like a delay based netcode. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that affects the lobby on the, on the case of the netcode, but yeah, that is weird. I don't know why they're acting like this is new. Why do you feel like they just talk like they just think in a vacuum sometimes, bro? Like they're like, you don't you like ever hear anybody like normal play your games and be like, nah. This is not good. Don't you listen to FGC Hollywood? Come on. Where you yeah, at? Man. Don't, <laughs> don't you listen to the FGC and not those people that are trying to sell you the product because you offered to it for free? Come on, man. But it is nice, at least. You know what I do mm -hmm. like about 2021 so far, especially yeah. with some of these developers? They've been pretty upfront with when like some of these old heads that used to be on these companies, they would kind of keep their cards so close to their chest that even if they knew that they had to fix certain things, they weren't transparent with us. Yeah. Here you have the battle director, Katano, basically just telling you, it was like, yeah, we know the lobby needs work and we're going to look at it. And by the way, we may get another beta, which I don't know how realistic that is because of the fact that we just talked about the two months thing. But we'll see if they do do another beta and we see some sort of improvement with a lobby that could be a good indicator that some of these surveys are actually serving their purpose. But then again, I just don't know how much time they have to work on all this, man. This is going to have to be cloud updates up the ass. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, <laughs> hey, yeah, dude. That's Because I was sort of thinking, too. I mean, like, I think it's great that they are communicating with the, the fan base. In reality, though, if they don't communicate with us, I mean, their game kind of just, you know, dies in a way. So, like, they have to do it if they want to kind of get their returns as well. It's kind of like a, uh, 
like it's a like a it's a coexistent relationship you know what i'm saying we gotta to coexist better we have to work better and it is much better that they are talking to us as opposed to how it was before where they're like you're going it's going to drop and you're going to be cool with it <laughs> yeah. but um yeah man they don't have much time so like them dropping another beta is probably going to drop what like next month and then it's is it going to really be more work on lobbies good lord man like i mean at this point it's not about like the lobbies like yes the lobbies work yes they work not that well and yes you can use them to match make but right now the problem with the lobbies is that they're whack <laughs> <laughs> like they're just not good the conception of the lobby isn't good because it makes everything like the stuff that you had before was easier and that's what makes the lobbies better uh, easy uh a less um convoluted a less congested um ui type of thing with the lobbies because whenever i used to whenever Whenever I went in the lobbies and tried, I felt so claustrophobic, man. It's so congested with all kinds of stuff. And that's what I didn't get with all of the previous lobbies in the past. But, well, let's see what happens, man. Yeah. It's unfortunately, as much as I would love to go back to arcade machines, we're, we're staying with this Haba Hotel just mm -hmm. monstrosity. So, <laughs> George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, these next two questions, when I read them, I was like, "Did Pringle answer some? Did he? Did he ask some questions?" Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> these, I swear, came out of your mouth. So the right. the third question reads: After playing the beta, it seems like characters move more slowly than they did in Rev Two, but they do more damage as a whole. What was the team's thought process when you decided when you wanted the game's tempo to play out? This, when I read this, I was like, "This reads like <laughs> you saying, what were they thinking?'" <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what were they thinking, man? <laughs> this is me, Loki. Who wrote? Someone watches FGC Hollywood. The real one knows. Man. <laughs> so Katano's response to that was: So to be honest, the version that everyone played during the open beta test, in terms of balance, was a general framework of where we wanted the game to be. So it wasn't fine-tuned in any way. So there are changes in coming. He then added, with regards to the game's speed, I know that people felt that the movement was a little slow, but that wasn't necessarily our intention, and we know that Guilty Gear is a game that is known for its high-speed combat. And with regards to tempo, we are looking to shorten the average time it takes to execute a combo, and that will probably shorten the average match time in the process, but not, to a, but not in a drastic way. Stay tuned to our updates with regards to the game's balancing. So, this is where I was wrong. Remember when I told you, I was like, I think this is their vision to be more yeah. footsie-based with extremely high damage but slower pace? I thought that's what they wanted. He says it's not. So <laughs> I don't know if he's bullshitting here. I'm assuming he's not. Maybe they didn't anticipate that the really slow walk speed and the, the slow ground mobility plus the extremely high damage would affect the response so much but it seems like they're that wasn't in their plan even though they fooled me <laughs> they, yeah. they got me dude, dude i'm over here like you really making me feel like jesus right now because <laughs> <laughs> like they dude that makes it even more of what i said like hold water because it's like they you're telling me now that that's not what they wanted they didn't want the game to be what it is now so they're gonna change everything in the next two months <laughs> dude like even if you small changes in fighting games can be very drastic in the long scheme of things 
you can make something negative two and it was negative three and when you realize that oh well nobody can punish negative two but they can punish negative three it could change a lot of things within what that is so small changes can be pretty big man when it comes to fighting games and sometimes games in general man like small can be really big and the fact that they're saying that it wasn't their intention and they tend to like they're looking at trying to shorten combos the execution like what are they gonna do then they're gonna make it so that the combos do more damage they're gonna make it so that the animations come out faster that's weird man i don't know yeah that is a weird point that he put out there is like wait a second you want the game to be faster but you're going to shorten the the window in which things happen so does that mean the damage coming down i'm not entirely sure what what he means by that yeah man and then it's like if they're gonna shorten the window that means they're gonna have to put the damage up but then they're saying that the damage wasn't what they kind of wanted and they just Mm -hmm. use that as like something to determine what they plan to do that sounds like a lot of half-assed answers, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounded it sounds so like here and there. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you don't want to be somewhere. It sounds like you want to be there, <laughs> you want to be here, and you're just not sure where you want to be. I think what really happened is that we're like, yo, let's spice it up. Let's not put Gatlings in the game. And then after the mm-hmm. betas, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, actually, <laughs> we're putting Gatlings back in the game, but I can't confirm it. <laughs> dude right yeah man we might put gatlings maybe yes maybe no but we <laughs> what it is it's so weird man yeah i do believe you're owed uh retribution so everybody on that pringle video on youtube <laughs> should if you called him a zoomer or rather if you called him a boomer you either go to that video you remove your comment and you say i was wrong or you just go to the video and you say i'm sorry pringle <laughs> my face i'll do the same thing obama did and it was like see i'm not gonna tell you i told you so but i'm just gonna point at the camera and smile <laughs> <laughs> right now i'm not saying i told you so but i'm just laughing right now all right this last question this for sure i thought was you because when i was reading this i was like oh this has may all over it <laughs> the fourth and final question reads as such some characters returning from Exerd have undergone significant changes in terms of design compared to others. When iterating on character designs, was story more focused on these changes or was it out of the desire to try and provide a fresh perspective given the team's experience with the Exerd series? Katano's response was, that's actually a little bit of both and it depends on the character. Of course, there are certain characters we wanted to refresh, and there are also certain characters that were changed more so due to a story basis. For example, there are certain characters who have switched factions, other characters who are mentally in a different place, and other characters who are still close to their origins. You think May is ass now because her story is different? <laughs> who knows about that stuff? That's such a weird response, man. Like, maybe they really do pay more. Maybe lore is a thing they really care much about, but I don't feel like the average fighting game player cares much about lore, to be honest. The casual market cares a lot more. The casuals, yeah, they love it. That's who they are pretty much targeting. So that's such a weird uh, thing, though. Like, that still is, like, weird to me because, like, yeah, I can understand. Like, I think for the the mentally differences is, like, Faust, right? Mm -hmm. He's completely. But then, look, story basis is, like, supposedly Soul is now more like a hero. And they took out, like, maybe a move or two. But they basically made him, like, better than ever before. 
Like he has a move, dude. This guy has a move that goes under projectiles. What the hell does Shoto need that? <laughs> like Damn. this dude got a move straight up under normal projectiles, and it's fast as I don't know what. And then they took away like like moves from Kai's like thing. They took out his grinder and his greed server. So mm-hmm. like, hey, it's weird. I don't know what is the story basis or I, I personally I just feel like they wanted to go different. Like they just wanted to change characters up, and it really does. Like, I don't know what story is in, maybe it's the first Guilty Gear, but I know May in Accent Core and Rev 2, she has loads more stuff. And in Accent Core, she has the ability to, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you know, but Melia has this thing where she can, like, just dive down. I forgot what it, I think it's like called, like, Tandem Drive or something like that. The moon you know thing? No, uh, it's more like, not the moon where she turns into a moon, but more like she just, like, like torpedoes down her whole body. It has no hitbox or nothing. It's just her body just torpedoes down. So she, so basically, May had something similar where she would jump and then she would turn into like a, she kind of like scrunch up like a like a cartwheel, like a was it cartwheel or a somersault? I think it's cartwheel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, she would like kind of like a sonic spin dash basically. Okay. She would, she would roll in there and then she would just dive down. Like she just had something to actually change completely how her arc is, as well as she had a couple of other things. That she didn't have in previous games that they took away, but she had she was a very full character, she had a lot of stuff in her kit. Um, so I don't know what there is that they wanted to change so much about the, some some of those characters, but I don't feel like they should have gone the route of just taking stuff out completely. Like, I don't think that flip kick thing that Kai does is even an overhead. So Kai doesn't have an overhead outside of dust. I could be wrong, but Greed Server was his dedicated overhead in that yeah. case. He does have an install though, but like, why did they take away that though? Like, he could have had the greed server plus the install. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Are there time skips in Guilty Gear lore? I really don't know the lore, so I, I think there is because, like, in the case of Axel, like, I think there is, especially for like someone like Axel. So I think hmm. there is time skips, but I mean, Axel's kind of like the same. So and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't. But, but like, you know, Obama mentioned something pretty interesting about Axel is that he doesn't get like anything out of anti airs. So like. As opposed to like in Rev, he doesn't get very much out of anti air. So I don't really, you know, I don't understand what it is that they were kind of going for in this one. Yeah, we'll have to see when the game comes out to see how much the lore really has to do with some of these changes that these characters have undergone. But Mm -hmm. uh, he is right, though, because you can see certain characters like you mentioned Foss with like his mental state being different now. It's the reason why he he looks different. He kind of plays different so it makes sense same thing with lore i could see how certain characters are are different because of the lore and some of them are also really true to their origin i was watching that eno gameplay at the end of this whole stream and eno outside of losing vcl and the kiss super she looks exactly like eno obviously the gatling changes are no longer there because there's you only have slash the heavy slash but she looks exactly like eno so i'm assuming she's one of the characters that is the same as her origin. So yeah, we'll have to see when the game comes out. I, I'm also thinking that if they would have changed, Eno too much, it would have been like, Oh no, nah, hell no. Nah, hell <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, man. That, like seriously, like they cannot change that. Like, I feel like may, you could be like, whatever. She just jumps around anyways, but someone like, you know, nah, you can't be doing that. No, they I... take away her like dash. <laughs> oh dude. The dash is actually better now, which is awesome. Yeah. Seems like, yeah, it might just be better. Yeah. Yo, if they would have killed my character, I would have gone full Karen on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Guilty Gears uh, Q&A 
for topic of the week. We got some good stuff there, but also a little bit of vague answers. I think they're put in this weird predicament where they have to get a lot accomplished in a really short period of time. And I think they're a little stressed out over there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this game. Uh, all right. We got listener questions, but for time constraints, since I do have to edit this bad boy, mm-hmm. I was originally going to do four questions, but since we went a little over with the Arxis stuff, I'm going to do this big long one from Radix on Discord because I think this will be fun to talk about. So Radix on Discord asks, ever since the beginning of the pandemic, Netplay experience became a big talking point around the FGC with the community constantly pushing JP devs to implement rollback in fighting games. But also looking within the community itself, there's been a push for members of the FGC to use an Ethernet cable instead of Wi-Fi as it provides a better Netplay experience. It's become sort of a popular thing now amongst the community to clown on those that use Wi-Fi with devs now looking to add Wi-Fi indicators to Netplay. More people within the community will be able to refuse matches on those with Wi-Fi. So my question to this rather long intro is, do you think this discrimination towards Wi-Fi players will cause problems newer players to the community, or rather will cause problems to newer players to the community by giving them another requirement on top of what a lot of people already believe it takes to get into fighting games, whereas they could just easily boot up a shooter, MOBA, or any other online game and just play without having to jump through the extra hoops. My take on the matter is that it's not that serious. I understand players are looking for the best possible experience, but it comes as a cross as a little elitist and toxic at times to constantly discriminate against those who don't have the means to wire up or don't want to jump through hoops. But that's just my two cents. What are your guys' opinions? Oh, man, I hate you Wi-Fi players. I discriminate. I don't care. <laughs> go out there. Go do me a favor and and, and go buy your... T- it's like $10 on Amazon. People will be like, man, I ain't got the money. Dude, you know what I did when I didn't have money? I saved my money. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. anytime, like, yo, go mow, like, two lawns, bro. You'll make it. If you live in a country... Where they don't have like lot like you don't you can't mow a lawn, shovel some snow. Man, you'll get like 10 bucks. Get your parents, get you a little visa card. Man, okay, so yeah, now that I think about it, that is a lot of hoops, right? So I will say, and this is funny because I do I do agree, man. Like I do agree with the fact that like it's annoying that you need wired connections. Personally, man, if if these Wi-Fi indicators are out there and people are still playing you, you could still play on the Wi-Fi. Who cares, man? People, I know somebody I like, and he plays. We play Skullgirls, and the net code is so good. I play him on Wi-Fi, but I know for a fact he'd be robbing me some wins mm-hmm. if I didn't like his ass. I wouldn't play him on Wi-Fi at all because that's actually frustrating to play someone on Wi-Fi. You're talking about the extra hoops in terms of normal fighting games. Imagine like Smash. Smash, okay, so this is ridiculous, and it's amazing how this is still a thing, but Switches don't have Ethernet ports. You can't, like, there's no, you know that, right, Mac? Yeah, you got to buy the special adapter, right? You got to buy the damn adapter. That's like five, ten more dollars, right? And that's just to play it on wired. So if you mm-hmm. want to play something, anything, like you want to use wired connection, you have to buy the adapter. Then you got to buy the cord. Here's my, here's my fix to all of these problems we have with Netcode. Why don't developers toss in a 6 to 10-foot Ethernet cable in their games. Bam. Problem solved. Do you know <laughs> how much that would sell? Dude, I, I had that thought. I was like, why don't they just do that? Like, it's like, bro, it would be godlike. It, it's like, okay, if you want the Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Edition comes with an Ethernet core, and it's goddamn in colors. Like, they could toss it in, like, I don't know, Strive colors or some bull crap like that. 
it'd be smart as hell. Like, oh, did those come hey, with consoles, by the way, or is that separate? Yo, actually, no, they don't even come with consoles. You're right, man. They don't come with consoles. Now you have to buy it separately. It. Yeah, you have to buy it separately. Now that I think about it, yeah, 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 man. So it doesn't even come with anything. So it's like it, it's like it doesn't even like nobody wants us to play on on Wi-Fi, <laughs> man. That's why we discriminate towards Wi-Fi players because we had to work to get ours. <laughs> yeah. And it really should be something that like Target and Walmart and and Best Buy, they should look to bundle those things and advertisements online. Hey, buying Guilty Gear Strive, maybe you want this as well. Like Amazon Ooh. does that, right? When you buy, you know how like you'll buy something on Amazon and it'll recommend you like two other items to go with it? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that it doesn't come with the console because that's another thing that's annoying. It's like, oh, toss it in the console, fam. I already spent $500. You're telling me you can't hook it up with foot cord up in here man they're dirt cheap on amazon so all you have to do is probably make some sort of small contract with like an off seller in china to get some goddamn ethernet cords i'm just saying man like i know that it's very frustrating that the like you got people that are discriminating towards it and it's you gotta you gotta take kind of take it with it though because we just don't like playing wi-fi players it just sucks one thing though jumping through hoops my friend the fgc is all about jumping through hoops, not just internet, right? Not just your internet speed or the way you're using Wi-Fi or Ethernet cable. I'll give you a couple examples. You brought up Smash, right? If you're playing on Switch, good luck. Go buy that adapter. Stay free. Mm -hmm. yeah, you want to play Melee? Come help me carry the CRT. Let me get this 20-year-old console. <laughs> Let's get this GameCube controller. <laughs> yeah, all that heavy-ass CRT, man. And you know the scene's not going to help you pick it up. Only you and the <laughs> so try try those hoops let's say you want to play me in street fighter alpha 2 all right check this out go to this shady ass website download all these roms download this middleware called fight k2 that sometimes works sometimes doesn't <laughs> let's play you want to play melty with me all right what's your ip real quick <laughs> <laughs> yo the way you got to get through melty i know some people said it's easier but last time when i did it which was years ago i felt like i didn't know what the hell i was looking i was like i was looking at like a program and it looked like a command prompt i'm like you know mm -hmm. the com computer it looked just like that i was i'm looking through it, i'm like what is all of this man you know it's just one of those things in the fgc because of the fact we're smaller we're a little bit more poverty that we have to jump through some of these hoops i mean you and i tried to play unist and your freaking game was saying that it's the right update, but it wasn't. That's just shit that happens in fighting games, man. Like, it's <laughs> so annoying, bro. We out here tech supporting ourselves, man. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that with no mobiles and stuff. Like, you just put it on, playing, we're good to go. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's the FGC to get in does take, uh, especially if you're getting in with some of these poverty games, they take a lot of dedication to try to get working right for one and then sticking with and then i know there's other hoops like you know fighting games are hard there's uh -huh. not, not a lot of people playing them and it's the resources aren't great for sometimes trying to find what you're looking for online there's a lot of hoops but i've been jumping through them for so long that i don't even see them anymore man they're just another part of my fighting game experience at this point yep yep you're right man it's a good question i know it was kind of lengthy but I don't think we're trying to be super mean to Wi-Fi people. I just think we're tired of playing in shitty netcode and Wi-Fi really doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, it ain't personal, man. Yeah, but so easy to drop stuff, man. Like you'll like 
You drop one input, and then because you dropped it, this dude's gonna mash his way out, and he's gonna win. And you're like, ah, oh, man, that's <laughs> Yo, man. All the time. Plus, art doesn't even have freaking buffers. I dropped that shit offline. You were trying to make me play you on a Wi-Fi connection? <laughs> Brutal. Oh, man. All right, Pringle, let's get out of here. I know we have a bunch more questions and stuff, but you know me. I got to edit this thing, and it takes a while. So I think what we'll do moving forward is if we do go over, we could always take all these questions that are left over that are getting rolled back and make a mailbag episode instead of having to worry about news and all that. That would be actually easier for you, man. We could do like, a, yeah, like somewhere in between the week or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could probably have more time with it too. Yeah. So we'll accumulate these questions right now. I believe we have five or six that have been rolled. Oh, actually, no, because we only answered one this week. So we have like nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try to get to them, but uh, you know how it is. It's just uh, time constraints and all that, but Yes, my friend, let's uh, let's get out of here. We sat here for two hours talking about how uh, BB tag sucks and Guilty Gear Strive lobbies are ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I told you so, but I'm just going to laugh through the mic. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Obama. He's been doing good work over there on his YouTube channel. I've been enjoying his videos. Yeah, man, me too, man. It's been pretty funny. Definitely enjoying them. But yeah, ladies and gents, that's what we got for FTC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 23. We'll be back next week which is the 13th and we'll update you on everything that's going on with the show and all that jazz but uh, until next time you know what to do keep it classy my name is max Bleiser. that was pringle the one and uh yeah we'll see you all next week peace take care y'all peace